Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds, and it's my privilege to be with you from our studios in South Florida today. It's my pleasure to join the iHeartRadio network and share this message with folks all over the world, as well as those who are downloading our Patriot podcasts every week. Today's a special day. It's one indeed where we can celebrate America now. It's Veterans Day. And there's a lot of fanfare out in the marketplace today. There's exciting experiences for veterans and for those who have been part of serving the veteran community, for the families, and for many who've perhaps never even known a veteran, but get an opportunity to say thank you and and explore what veteran service is all about. But I want to use the occasion of today's show to go deeper into what Veterans Day really means, not just for the veteran, but for the nation herself. I want to explore ways that we can look at how veterans and our fellow Americans can work together at making America strong again. Many veterans have an opportunity on this day to step back and remember. It was funny. Nancy and I were at, a, at an event last evening, and a friend of ours posted a picture. His nickname was Ragu. That was his nickname in flight school, and it stuck all the way through. And we saw a picture posted to the Facebook page from December of 1988 in my flight school class. And it was, it was pretty hilarious. We were doing Tom Cruise lookalikes from the era of Top Gun. And uh, we were cool, as a matter of fact. And we knew we were cool, which was even more entertaining, especially looking back at these crazy guys from class 8804 at Williams Air Force Base. But, you know, that was the fun part. That was the exciting part. It was, uh, it was entertaining. And anybody that's ever served in the military, you can probably look back at a similar experience in your life. Maybe the fun part at the end of boot camp when you knew you were just about through with that initial training process. Maybe it was you're getting your first duty assignment or perhaps pinning on that next stripe. The cool part about being a veteran is that you have those kind of bonding experiences that bring you together with your brothers and sisters in arms. But then something happens the day that you leave your active duty military service. You begin to make a transition. And while many people now focus on the veterans and the impact and and really make an outstanding effort to thank veterans for, for their service, you know, that wasn't always the case. We have a whole generation of veterans that came through the Vietnam experience that didn't have that, but now are getting, at least on the back end of their life experience, the thanks from a grateful nation. There's been huge efforts to honor our World War II and Korean veterans. There's been awesome, awesome, heartfelt work and effort by people, many of whom have done the work for no reason other than to thank you, to say thank you, and to serve the veteran community. There's a whole element of the veteran community that often goes 
unthanked, if you will, and those are the families. I can't imagine, personally, what it's like being a family member of a veteran. Most of us are used to being out on the front line. We're used to doing the work, the job that we volunteered for. But somebody is going to be at home, whether it's a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, a spouse, kids. And for most of those veterans, when they take off in very hostile environments, the future is unknown. The future is unknown. So for many people, Veterans Day covers a range of emotions. And it used to be in America, almost everybody knew a veteran. As a matter of fact, at the height of our activity in World War II, almost 16% of Americans served in some part of the armed services. That's 16 out of 100 people. Now it's about one out of 100. So a lot of people don't know veterans. They've not been around them or perhaps have only met them tangentially in their life. So it may be a little hard to understand uh, there's a lot of cool things that are happening now. Big companies are doing their best to hire veterans. You got the green light challenge and all sorts of cool things. Organizations that want to hire veterans, put them to work, and that's great. That's very helpful. Because it addresses a number of the immediate challenges that veterans face, namely transition from active duty service to civilian life. There's been a lot of conversation about the health care and services and a lot of the bureaucratic challenges that we face. That's a whole other subject. There's also a basic challenge of just communicating. What's it like for a veteran that's put on a uniform every day of his or her life for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, 30 years, 35 years, and now begins to speak a new language that's different? Now it's not 0600 anymore. It's 6 a.m. It's not 11 November. It's November 11th. And every other micro detail about your life, which was at one time organized and very structured, now is what you decide to do with it. So what does that mean, not only to the veteran, but the veteran's family? And moreover, what does it mean to the community? So let's, let's take a look at this from the standpoint of an application. In other words, we have some choices right now. We have a nation that is in desperate need of restoration. We talk about that frequently on our show. We talk about the challenge with the economics. But we also identify two other specific areas where if America is to be restored, we must succeed. And what are those other two areas? They're bringing people together so that we can work together as a harmonized team of Americans. We have to create unity, not division. And we have to rekindle national pride. Because it's sad to say, but there are more and more examples of individuals in America that aren't proud of our country. They've learned things about America that in many cases simply aren't true. They don't really know the history. And there are leaders of movements within our country that do their very best to shade America's history in ways that are not accurate, that are not truthful, do not edify the founding of America, that give us a lot of reasons that if those things that they say were true, we would wonder, is America such a great place after all? Well, let me just propose a couple of ideas. We won't go too deep on this right now because in the half-hour show that we have, we can't go all that deep. But just ask yourself, over the last century, how many million people were allowed to pursue freedom 
because America stepped up. Think about that. How many people? Tens of millions of people. I was talking to our friends from Rhode Island, Don and Tina McKendall, and they talked about a trip they just completed over three weeks. It was called the Band of Brothers Tour in Europe, where they actually went to the UK. They went to Normandy. They went to Germany. They went to the places all throughout Europe that are boys of Normandy, as President Reagan called them. They went to fight. Many came home, but a lot didn't. And there are free nations in Europe right now because of the sacrifice that they made. They worked together in ways that were unimaginable. So connecting with history and understanding what that's like is crucially important. But if we're really going to focus on today's effort, because there's a lot of people (laughs) in this day and age, ask them what Normandy means. They have no idea. They have no idea that Normandy to us and those that have studied history at any measure takes us to Omaha Beach and takes us to June 6th of 1944, that landing. But if we're going to bring people together right now, we have to make some decisions, and it takes us back to one of our friendly words we've been enjoying over the last few weeks called a paradigm, the way we see things. If we're going to look at America today, we have a choice. We can look at what veterans bring to the table and what Everybody else brings to the table and look at what's different. Or we can look at it through a different lens, a different paradigm. What is it that we have in common? As a matter of fact, if we're interested in working together, it might be a good idea to look at the things that we actually share in common because it's a whole lot easier to get unity and to get focus and to get a mission accomplished if we can see what we have in common while we value our difference as we move toward a mutually beneficial objective. And that's true whether you're at home trying to figure out how to get the house clean for the relatives that are coming for Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks, or it's true if you have a strategy that you want to implement to rebuild America through the power of small business. It would really be a great idea if we looked at those strengths and those perspectives and the things that bind us, those elements that give us commonality. We can draw strength from that. So if we look at ourselves, veterans and our counterparts who have not served an active duty service, it would be easy to say, well, I'm this and you're not. You're this and I'm not. What if we said we're Americans? (laughs) What a novel concept. We have that in common. As Americans, we have our citizenship in common. What does that really mean? Big debates this day and age about citizenship, who should have it and who shouldn't. What is an American citizen? What do we have? What do we share? American citizens share something called the United States Constitution, something that military members pledge an oath to support, protect, and defend. We have our history. But in order to have our history in common, we actually have to know the truth of the history, which means we each individually have to take the responsibility to drill down and study it and know it. And in many cases, what that really means is we have to go experience history, where it happened, who the players were, what they learned, what they fought against, why they did it. Go meet people and talk to people who were there. Get firsthand accounts. Google is not a sufficient source of information for the be-all and end-all to understand history. Certainly, it's a nice tool, but it's not 
everything. You have to go. You have to ask questions. You have to understand. If we're going to restore America's pride, and that's not an egoistic pride, it is a pride of honoring our founding fathers who set out to build a nation that allowed the citizens to decide based on their personal preferences how the government would run. What does that look like? What do we need to have in common in order to pull that off? And I would put all of that into a category called warrior spirit. Americans today must focus on the warrior spirit in each one of us and create an environment where our fellow citizens are interested in making America strong again, because that's what we have to do. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the warrior spirit. We're going to talk about how it is that we begin to develop that in ourselves, in our families, in our communities, and what it means, and some of the things that it doesn't mean. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Thanks again for being with us today on this special Veterans Day edition of the Making America Strong Again program. You know, we've been talking about 
what it is that we have in common as Americans, veterans and those who have not actively served in the military, but who have a very active love and passion for our nation. We've talked about the things that we need to focus on together that bring us in a focused activity toward making America strong again. And we touched on the idea of this notion that we call the warrior spirit. I talked about the fact that it's really an attitude, and it's an attitude that begins with principles. It begins with a commitment to those elements that you're passionate about. So if we are to be making America strong again, we know we're going to have to strengthen the economy. That's a whole nother conversation, and we've had that repeatedly and will continue to do so. But if we're going to bring people together and unite them and focus them toward a common objective, which is rekindling national pride and doing it as a team, doing it as an organization, whether that organization at its most fundamental level is in the family, is in the community, as a team of citizens in our local counties or state, but ultimately as a nation, we have to have some common elements that allow us to synergize our attitude and drive toward the mission of making America strong again. Now, when I use the term warrior spirit, there are some that begin to cringe because their idea of what it means to be a warrior is somebody who wants to go kill things, kill people and break things, right? And that's often a definition of, that's used for folks in the military. Some people who've not served think that military people want to go kill other people all the time. Well, I can tell you this from personal experience, that when you're faced with the real possibility or probability of going into combat, it can be absolutely petrifying. And anybody that's been called into action in hostile territory and looked down the barrel of a gun, looked down into a surface-to-air missile site, did whatever they did on their ship or their submarine or the beach that they were landing on, knowing full well that as soon as we crossed a particular line, there was a high probability that we would be under fire and that not everybody on our team would come home. And yet, we volunteer to do it. There is an attitude that is central to that decision, the decision to stand up at the appropriate moment that you and I must decide our principles are worth fighting for. None of us go into battle wanting to die for our country. We're willing to, but that's not the objective. The objective is to win. The objective is to accomplish the mission for our nation, which requires leaders that pull us into activities where the bottom line when we have to go fight is that we know we're fighting for a just cause. Now, there are scenarios in everyone's life when you choose to be a warrior. Ask a mom who's got little kids, and sometimes not little kids. If somebody threatens your children, what do you do? You become a warrior. Because there is nobody that's going to come between you and your kids. Ask a man whose wife is threatened. And the reality is, you are not going to get to her, because you got to come through me. I instantly become a warrior in that moment because there's something so precious to me that I will give my life if required. There's a scripture 
John 15, 13, that says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. And if you think about it, America has stood up for her friends all over the world. And now we have a choice as Americans to decide what our future looks like. We're going to decide as fellow citizens whether we're going to continue a path toward national restoration or whether we're going to allow the absence of the warrior spirit to continue to conquer and divide us. Because right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're on a course of massive division. I don't care where you look in the media. I don't care where you look in the communities, the schools, the churches. Everything is about division, race relations, economic relations, this justice, that justice. The fact is we are not headed toward unity. And there is no politician on any side of any aisle that is going to be the savior of that activity. In my view, there's only one savior. The reality is we as a team of Americans have to decide at the grassroots that we're going to lead. We've talked about that, haven't we? We've talked about what it means to become servant leaders, to work together and decide to serve each other. What happens when we stand up and serve? What happens when we combine the talents and skills of our veterans with the talents and skills of every other person in our community, the other 99 people in our local area, in our churches, all the people that have great skills and a passion for our nation, what happens when we leverage those? We can now come together in a way that will not only restore America's exceptionalism, but will set an example for both the people in the political spectrum that, in fact, just as our founders said, They are accountable to we the people. Right now, in many cases, they don't believe that. Because we the people have grown up being offended by just about everything. Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you the warrior spirit is at odds with political correctness. If you're going to be offended by everything that comes down the road, you're going to live a very unhappy life. We choose to be offended or not. We choose to stand or not. Right now, so much of what's happening in our nation is because people have decided, not my problem, not in my backyard. I don't have time to deal with that. The good news is, as Americans, we can agree to disagree on just about everything. That doesn't mean that I hate you. Just because we have a fundamental difference, I don't care whether it's political, religious, economic, we can agree to disagree and shake hands. But sadly, now many in America don't believe that's true. If I disagree with you, that means by definition, I hate you and now you're my enemy. Where did that come from? Did that just creep in? No. No, it's been growing over time. And if people don't stand up and recognize the challenge that that poses, not just to our generation, but our kids and our grandkids and the actual solvency of America, then we got a real challenge ahead of us. So here's my proposal. And the proposal is that we make a decision. We go into the marketplace and we look for those with a warrior spirit. Veterans, you're welcome. Every other citizen in America is welcome as well. All we have to do is agree on founding liberty principles. We have to agree that we're going to serve each other. We have to agree that we're going to stand up and lead when called. And that our decisions, while they may not be popular, 
that we're going to focus on the fundamentals exactly as our founders did, and that we're going to serve other men and women in America in a way that's never been done before. And when we do that in every community, every county, every independent city, every parish across America, we will restore this great land. We will be part of the generation that has been responsible for making America strong again. Thank you for your service, veterans. May God bless the United States of America. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. You're tuned in to the David Walsh Show, David Walsh Real Estate. David Walsh, you've heard him for years as the vice mayor.